One of the most helpful things I've learned is that I'm not alone. You're not alone. And as we open up to the right people, we'll see our communities grow bigger and stronger. If you find this video helpful, please support us by liking and subscribing. And if you know someone this video can help, please pass it their way. My mission is to help make the world a safer place by sharing with you the stories that saved me. So how did you meet Dominique? Um, I went to a club with my friend and she ended up um, meeting up with her boyfriend and kind of just like left me like by myself. And I was going through a very like low period of self-esteem and not really, um, like not really attracting the dudes, you know what I mean? Like it was just, and, um, and he came up to me and I'm, you know, saw my vulnerability, I'm sure. And came up to me and started talking to me and we're dancing and he's like this big party guy, you know? So, uh, so I was kind of swept away by it then. Um, and so I was like, oh, I had fun and, you know, my friend, wherever she went, I didn't even know she kind of just left. <laughs> Um, and, uh, needless to say, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, she, she just kind of bailed on me and then, you know, this guy, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come see you tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And I said, do you want my address? He's like, no, I'll find you. And he showed up and I had no idea how he knew where I was or anything. And like, part of me was like, wow, that's really romantic. And I should have been like, wow, that's super scary. Like, No part of you thought it was scary. I, well, in the back of my mind, I think I did, but I didn't want to admit to it. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be like, oh, what a romantic gesture. But in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, that's super strange. How did he do that? Um, but yeah, I was, I was lonely and I was vulnerable. And he was like, Bigger than life entity, so. Is that what attracted you to him, or did he actually do things? He, in the beginning, he he did things, um, but like he was one of those guys who comes in and just like um, he talks about like how he loves you right away and like says all the things. That's love bombing, right? That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, but yeah, so he's, you know, he's saying all these things or whatever, but like my self-esteem was so low at that point in my life. Like yeah. even if it was like a backhanded compliment kind of thing, mm -hmm. like I was still like, oh, you know, I kept convincing myself of stuff. Like I kept, um, rationalizing in my head, making it turn out like his favor at that point. Cause I was like, someone's in me, you know? And then when did it turn? Um, well, there were times when he, um, when we had like plans ish, he's like, I'll see you at the, whatever. And he would bail on me. And I was like, and then he would like have that was in the beginning. Yeah. Like not too long after we had started. And, um, and I'd get mad and he'd be like, well, look, and he, he would get a little bit mad at me for getting mad. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, you know, so then it's like, well, I, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so it like always got turned around and then he'd do something, you know, typical 
gesture after that, you know. And um, was there ever an I'm sorry, or was it? There was an I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was like after the fact of something that like I got mad at, and he's you know we would go like you know back and forth, and then later be like, well I'm sorry, I really didn't mean it, but it was always kind of that past progressive like when you do this, you know what I mean? It makes me do this. Mm. So yeah. What did it start off? Just verbal. Yeah. Yeah. It was just verbal. And then, um, it, he like trapped me into moving in with him kind of thing. Mm. Um, how much, how far into the relationship? Into dating? Um, maybe four months or so. And, um, you know, at first it started with me like staying over and then it was like, no, you know, you, you have to be here, you have to come over, you should just stay here. Mm. And then later on it became, I got an apartment, and we're both, like, on the list, which was a lot. But, um, yeah, so then it was like, it was, there I was, in this crap hole, you know, at his, like, mercy there. Were you happy at four months when all this was happening? I was scared already. Already. I felt like I had gotten in so deep and things went wrong pretty quickly. And, um, but I just couldn't, I didn't know how to get out. And, um, you know, and there was a part of me that kept like trying to convince myself, but, uh, you know, it was mostly bad times and, or me pretending to have fun, or that kind of thing. But he controlled so much of me even then that I was like, I don't know how. I don't know how to get out of this. Like, I had nowhere to go, you know, and I was afraid. And, um, you know, when I tried to move a few times before I actually got out. What were some of those complaints? Um. Eventually, we didn't have a phone anymore, and I didn't have a phone, and um, I'd have to like walk to 7-Eleven to make a phone call, and um, he, uh, like, we would, um, like, you know, cut off all friends and family, like the thing. just a matter of like just keeping me um just like you know I can't do this you're not good at this where are you gonna go da 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 he was taking all my money that I would make um you were a long time job yeah because he wanted my money um so I had a job but then he would like he was he used my car he didn't have a car and um so he'd come pick me up and then he'd be like oh, I saw you were walking out with this guy and, like, just use his freaking mind. So, and then I would have to go through hell after that. But, and I was just like, I, like, was literally leaving and there was someone behind me also leaving. You know, like, it was, like, the most innocent of things. And after that, I went through, that was bad after that. Um, but, yeah, he, um, at that point, 
point, like he'd gotten me a jacket or whatever, and he he's swimming, like get in the car and he takes my jacket off, and it's it's like February or something, and he's like, you don't deserve this, and um, so now I'm like the passenger in this car, and he's screaming at me the whole time, he's calling me names, and saying all this stuff, then he takes me to his mom's apartment. Now his mom was just fat. So he's like, I'm going to tell my mom what you did. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay. Like, whatever. Did you even know what you did at that point? I just knew that I walked out with this guy behind me, like, okay. leaving my work. Did you feel guilty? Was he able to make you feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have walked out with that yeah. guy? At that point, we went to his mom's and um, you know, they were like, he made me stay outside and then he said, sit in the grass. We're going to, I'm going to take my mom in the car and we're going to, she and I are going to talk. Again, you're, this is February and you still yeah. don't have your jacket. Yeah. And, and you just finished your shift at work. Yeah. And all you did was walk outside and a, another guy just so happened to mm -hmm. walk by. Okay. And, um, so, and he's like, you don't get up or try to leave because we're circling around. They kept circling around and he like spit on me and like, and then when, um, when they finally came back, like his mom was like, you're lucky he talked to me and he's not going to kill you. And I was like, oh. And then so obviously after that, like, there were so many things, but after that, like, you know, obviously I knew I wanted out before that. Um, but I didn't know what to do. Anybody, or was he very good at excluding you from everybody? Um, he was very good at excluding me from everybody. I mean, he would do things where he, um, I don't remember what I did for this specific um, exchange, but I was in bed and he broke a lamp on top of me and he took a piece of it and carved it into his chest and then called the cops to say that I stabbed him, like I cut him. And the cops came and they were like, yeah, no, because it was like so superficial and like that was it. <laughs> and like, I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, so they were kind of like, oh God, and they left. Um, they didn't try to no, ask you? I don't, like, I, um, yeah, they didn't even ask me like what was going on. They just thought he was nuts and they left. I mean, he had run-ins with the um, cops frequently. When I left, he had left a message on my sister's answering machine saying that he would have her raped. Um, so I wanted to keep him involved as little as possible. How many times did you try to escape? Three. Um, the first time was a pathetic attempt. Like it was like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. And then the second attempt. What did um, you try the first time? Just leaving? Yeah. Like, like I'm going, like making an announcement? No, like oh. just going. But I didn't really go like <clears throat> far or whatever. So it was easy. You know, I'm still working at the same place. It was just easy for him to track me down. And, um, the second time, I 
went to um, stay with some friends of my mother's. And they lived in like another state. And so I stayed there. And then um, I guess my family was like, you should come back. Uh, my dad had been angry about all this from the jump. Like he knew, you know, that this was a huge bad idea. Um, Did he know how bad? The last time, because the last time I just didn't pick him up from work, I left him there, and um, and so like during the day, like I think he thought I was at work, and I'm like collecting all my stuff, and um, and then I left again, and I went away, like um, to the same place that I'd gone before, and uh, and this time I was like, you know, I'm not coming back. And then my mother, she was like, well, I need you back here. She was living in this apartment. And so I stayed with her. And she was like, she knew uh, the maintenance guy. And the maintenance guy had actually known Tommy because Tommy, like, way back was his son's friend. And so he knew it was, like, bad news. And so I was like, oh, if I see him, I'll call cops, da 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 you know, I was back with my mom, and then my mom was like, oh, I'm expecting this delivery. It was like a uh, like a, a check or something for um, a down payment, like, to help out with my sister um, buying a house. So it was for a down payment for that. So she's like, um, so you're going to have to answer the door. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable. She's like, well, you know, it'll be someone in uniform, da 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 like we have the people. And... There's a knock on the door, and I look out the window, and I don't see whatever car he had, like, when I left, because he wasn't just using mine at that point. Um, and I look through the people, and it's the back of somebody in a uniform, and I open the door, and it's him. And um, kind of, like, pushed his way in. I'm looking out the window. I see that maintenance guy. So I was so mad at this guy, because I thought he would call the cops. And he didn't. And um, so, so he tries to, like... Um, Tommy tries to like force himself on me and um, and I said something to him about like oh I have all this stuff in my car because he had like pimped out my car with like like big stereo systems and stuff mm -hmm. and I was like I have stuff in my car that you probably want and so we went out he was like I'm moving to Florida he's like I want to come with me and um, and I was like no and finally I convinced him that think my big outgoing line was I love you but I don't make you happy or something like that like turning it around on me mm. but saying you know you're always mad so for that day like he had to get to work so he left and um and it was funny because my my brother-in-law calls and I'm like oh my god he was just here <laughs> and now Tommy was stupid like he would he was like convinced because my brother-in-law was like, um, he's part Italian and he looks really Italian and he would like have his hair slipped back and he's wearing like, long leather <laughs> coats and like had like, you know, necklaces and stuff. So he, I convinced him that he was like connected. To the mafia. So like, so <laughs> over time I was like, oh, you know, he's messed up in some stuff. Like he's, and, um, and who, my brother-in-law probably never threw a punch in his life. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy. Yeah. And, uh, 
So he goes to his work and, um, and he like, and everyone at his work hated him because he was, Tommy's work. Yeah, yeah. They hated Tommy because he was just, um, you know, not respectful, not, you know, just go off like the way he talked to people and stuff. And he, like, I think he got fired there and then like he went back and like pled his case and they rehired him and mm-hmm. they didn't have anybody. So they kind of were just like, when my brother-in-law showed up, they're like, do what you want. <laughs> and my brother-in-law took him and like held him against the wall and was like, I will kill you. Uh-huh. And, um, or no, I'll have you killed. That's what it was. I will have you killed. And never Good saw him again. Time. Right? Mm-hmm. And never saw him again. If you look back, what could you have done differently? So many things. Um, even from the, the time I met him in the club, to um, just look at even those warning signs. Like, he, he picked a girl who's all by herself. And right away it was like, let's drink a lot. And whatever. But, um, and then... You know, there were so many warning signs that should have gone off that I overlooked. Um, when he found my apartment the next day, like, I should have been like, <laughs> dude, back up. Um, but I was like, you know, when you need to just um, But, all, like, there were times where I feel like I should have relied on people and I was too scared to let them get involved. Um... Because of what he was going to do to them. Yes, and me. and um, But these, these, the people who are the abusers, um, you think they have all this power. And they don't have as much as they think. So if you do have a support system, um, like, he, there was no way he could get to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, there was no way. Um, he only felt real power over me. As much as, like, he would like to say he felt it over my family and everything like that, he, um, he didn't have it. And he would, you know, say things to me about them, but he, but he, he wouldn't have been able to, you know, now granted, he wasn't someone who was, like, carrying a gun or anything like that. Um, but I, uh, I did have a support system, and I should have relied on them, and even on my own. I should have, it would have been a messy breakup whenever it was, but it would definitely not have been as bad as it was having waited so long. Um, yeah, it was definitely, the longer I waited, the worse. The harder it was to leave, the more power he had, like, just gained on me over time, time, time. So, um, so yeah, I should have been... Um, especially before, like, you know, when he was trying to, um, slowly, like, capturing me into staying with him, like, oh, like, now don't go, like, um, that also should have been, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally gonna go, <laughs> like, I'm, you know. I completely understand the fear. I remember my ex saying, if you leave me, I'm gonna kill you and the person I see. <gasps> I remember for years, whenever I thought I saw his car, I was just scared and I, I put extra locks in my apartment. I remember 
have somebody I've warned them. So my ex is gonna be okay. If he sees us together. Um, I guess. It is. I feel like people need to have a lot more patience and grace. When it comes to people who are being abused. Um, and like when they're ready to leave. You stayed for a few years. I stayed for a few years, way longer than we should have. Mm -hmm. um, but we left when we were ready. Mm -hmm. I feel like I—I mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but like, how did you leave? I just left. I just said I don't. I don't want this anymore. He wasn't nearly as abusive as yours. a lot of verbal and we also used to hit each other so I also felt that guilt um so you were rationalizing the fact that you were defending yourself kind of thing yeah I mean and then to be honest like the first time it was physical he just grabbed me I was the first person to throw a punch so I remember saying to myself I started this mm -hmm. you know for, for almost eight years I'm like, I started this. And I remember, um, like, four-ish years in, I said, we need to stop this. And then I stopped. Um, and again, like, we were hitting each other. Like, I remember him throwing me down the stairs once. And then I, there was, like, we had a doggy gate at the bottom. And I, like, <laughs> when he, like, ran you down the stairs. <laughs>
there's a part of you that's drawn to that. Um, you know, because everyone has these things about, um, about, oh, well, you're, that's your personality, you, you know, that's what you, and there's a pattern, you know, that you are going to be in abusive relationships forever, and, um, and I know that that is true to a certain extent, that some people do fall into that, because they leave and they're not, they don't give them enough time to heal, or they don't completely face what they went through, and then it is possible that they fall into another situation, but, um, you know, could you possibly just say congratulations, good for you, you're strong, you know, but it's no, you were weak, it's not you're strong, you were weak, um, and if someone's still in the middle of it, like, how um, can, how can someone be a friend? I, I think it's very important, now it's hard because a lot of times you have know that someone is even if you know they're they're telling you they're happy they're um you can always tell someone's not yeah you want to see them change yeah because they're always gonna lie oh yeah oh yeah i'm right. like oh my god i'm fine don't that. even think that that bruise <laughs> right that was oh my god i walked into a door <laughs> um but yeah i don't understand why it's on my elbow um but, uh, yeah, like, in the middle of it, you have to, you have to know of your resources and where you are. And there are so many resources today. And it can be a matter of, um, you know, a lot of places you work or schools or whatever, they have people who are, you know, the safe people go to and then they are trained in handling it that that is like part of what they do and because they have had specific training through the college or through wherever um that says like you are one of the people that we say to go to like that like they'll have papers hanging up or like in the bathrooms that's a big thing um a lot of places especially schools in the bathrooms will have something hanging on the wall um in the stall door that gives you um, resources that lets you know about stuff because they know that if you know you're with a man that he's not gonna know this is the one place and you're in a stall and you can click whatever because you're in the bathroom so I think that's a big thing um, your doctor yeah um, and there are who will program uh, the number of like a helpline or whatever into your phone as another name or, or a business or something so that if your phone is checked that they can't, they have no idea what that is. So it's usually like a business like because, um, but there's, I mean now there's even like hand signals that I think that um, if you're like whether or whatever, whenever you need help, there's, I can't remember what they are, you look it up, but like, um, 
where you just hold your hand a certain way and like maybe it's like a number or whatever and people need to know what this is so that they know what's happening um, because they don't do it in front of whoever they're with. They like on slides as easy as putting your hand a certain way and then um, you know you can kind of size up the situation at that point and and call someone and I and I think that's great because I think it's super important in a way I think it's fascinating that you could have someone else call the police or whatever and it doesn't look like you did anything so how could he you know if he tries to turn it around it's we were just walking. Um, I mean, it was still your fault. <laughs> um, but at least you have like a, like to plant that seed in his head. But yeah, there's, and there's such great places out there now too. There are places that um, if you have children, they will, they will take in, I mean, a lot of these are specifically for women, which kind of sucks for guys, but um, where they'll take you in, they'll take, um, you know, there's like turning point where you can change your name and you go through all these steps of like people driving you from here to there and you're never with the same people. And, um, and then there's places like with very high security for women, um, especially with children and they will, um, provide you with, um, some resources as far as like, you know, studying stuff, being able to present yourself for an interview. They get people, um, other women donate their, like, uh, work clothes or something so that these women can go to an interview and they can look professional and they know how to present themselves. There's, uh, there's one where a lot of women, um, once they bring a child into it is when they hit their breaking when they find out they're pregnant or when they've had the baby and they see like what this child is being born into. Like a lot of times that's when sleep and they have, you know, harder than any of us because they're trying to protect your, their baby. They're trying to care for their baby or like they have, you know, like they're going to give birth and, and they don't even know where to do that because they're afraid. Um, but like there are places that, again, and they will also help you with the same thing. And they'll take you, like if your child is under a certain age, or obviously if, if like you're pregnant, but they do the same kind of thing where they um, take you in and allow you to, you know, they help you out with finding your resources to give birth and, and um, find like the doctors that you need to go to um, that he will know about. But, and I can't imagine um, being someone who brings a baby into, you know, especially like, you know, if, if he's like never around with kids or anything and you're pregnant and you know how he treats you. so helpless and 
to listen, um, whether it be, you know, whether it be your babies that are three years old or just knowing that um, and what you would have to be able to do to protect them is knowing that there's nothing, you know, there's nothing really you can do to keep them protected if you stay. You'll never not have a place. There's so many places that'll open up. And again, I think it's a lot about finding those places. It's, you know, when you go to work, call a number to find out more information about what you can do. Or, you know, call, like, the, the police and say, no, who do I, you know, I need this to be, or I'm calling for a friend, or like whatever, just to be like, I just need some resources for this. Just need to know what's available. Um, but yeah, I think that that where you work or um, go to school or whatever is the best place to make your phone calls. Make it from the landlines there. Because um, you can't know. You can't check your phone. You can't. So I think that's it's important to, if you have that one place that you get to go, that he's not there, that that's when you, you take advantage of the situation. Victims and victims. Right? Yes, victims and victims. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. <laughs>